This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. In today's episode, I'm answering the question, what do I do if I don't have very much time to practice? Is it worth me practicing at all? And when I am practicing, what are the most important things I can do to actually make progress despite that lack of time? Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. We help musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve no matter what instrument you play. Thanks for being here today. Do appreciate it. I never take it for granted that you would spend some time out of your day to learn from me on how you can become a better jazz musician. And that's always what I'm excited to do. So we are answering that question today. Hey, what if I don't have enough time to practice? Which, by the way, is one of the most common things I hear from folks who are either in my Inner Circle membership or outside of my Inner Circle membership, wondering what are the most high level benefiting activities they can work on even if they don't have enough time to practice and even some doubt around whether it's worth practicing at all because of that limited practice time. So you're certainly not alone if you find yourself in this uh, boat here, but we're going to be talking about that. I'm going to be answering the question of what you should practice as well as demystifying and debunking rather a few myths about practicing and becoming a better jazz musician as well. Before we do that, of course, today's episode is sponsored by our very own LJS Inner Circle membership. Uh, LJS Inner Circle membership, that is where you can learn new jazz standards every single month in our Jazz Standards Club, uh, as well as get access to the library of standards we've studied in the past. It's a lot of fun to spend one month just really focusing on a jazz standard, working on mapping exercises, working on learning the tune, working on learning a jazz solo, and doing it with a community of other musicians. And of course, in Inner Circle Membership, we have all of our practice programs, like 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, Jazz Blues Accelerator, lots of great stuff to help you have real personalized practice plans that help you get real results. We have Basics 101 courses to fill in the gaps in your musical knowledge. We do our monthly Jazz Mastermind, which is a live Q&A session with me, so you can get your questions answered. And most importantly, there's a community of over a 1,000 instrumentalists playing all sorts of instruments, learning together, growing together, and really having a lot of fun together. So check it out at LJS innercircle.com. We really have a blast. We'd love to have you join us, ljsinnercircle.com to become a member. All right, let's jump right into this and answer that question. Okay, so before we get started talking about what you should practice, what those high-level activities are that you should practice as a jazz musician, if you don't have very much practice time, I think it's important that we start by debunking some myths around practicing 
with jazz. And I think the one that you're probably familiar with, and perhaps is a mindset that you already have, is that in order to improve as a musician, especially a jazz musician, I need to practice long hours. I've talked about this a lot in this podcast, but I think it's important to always reiterate that this is kind of a toxic belief system that we have to practice a lot. It is really what demotivates a lot of us from actually moving forward. Like we're loving jazz. We love it. We like playing our instrument. But when we're told that we have to practice so long and so hard in order to get results, we get discouraged very easily. And for me, I always talk about on this show, it's more important that we actually practice efficiently and effectively and work on those most important things That way, we can actually get huge results in our jazz playing. I do get this a lot as well from people who are kind of sitting on the sidelines and are thinking about joining my LGS Inner Circle membership, but are worried that joining such a thing would require a lot of practice time on their end. But what I always talk about is that even in just 30-minute practice sessions, you can make a lot of progress. And for some, they don't really 100% buy that right away. But over time, I think as they work through uh, stuff with me, they start realizing that this is actually a possibility. So one mindset I want you to start developing and to be mindful when you're having the opposite of this mindset is to really understand that less is more. And if you're really focused on practicing a little bit of material, even in a short period of time, but you're focused on that and you have a plan, an actual plan to build off of that practice session, then you're actually a lot likely to get bigger results than if you were practicing for three or four hours at a time, but practicing aimlessly, practicing random things, not having structured, organized practice, okay? So I want you to always realize that. And there's something that I heard from uh, a a well-known jazz musician who I respect and admire. Um, And he said one time that, you know, he was describing learning this Sonny Stitt lick and, you know, really getting that down under the fingers, maybe taking it through a few keys and taking a very little time to do that. But him describing it as that's a good day's work. For some reason, that always sticks in my head. The quote, that's a good day's work, like just getting that little thing is moving the needle. And so developing that mindset, I think is really important. Okay. That being said, let's answer the question, what would I do if I had very little time to practice? And just to give a little context to it, what if I only could practice for an hour and a half every single week? Okay. So let's just say you can break that down into three 30 minute practice sessions. What would I do? Okay. Well, what I would do pretty much every single time is I would learn a new jazz standard over the course of a month, okay? Um, I The reason I believe this, first of all, is because as far as learning jazz goes, the most high benefit activity you can do is learning jazz standards because the jazz standards will teach you everything you need to know. They will present to you the different harmonic contexts in which you want to improvise over. They will teach you the melodies that you need to be able to play when you go out and play with other musicians. 
the more jazz standards we learn, the better we're going to get. And this is why we actually make this a focal point in my Inner Circle membership. The most uh, prominent portion of our membership is our Jazz Standards Club, where we learn a new jazz standard every single month. And that's very, very intentional because it has been my experience that that has the most high benefit. And to contrast that a little bit, I also on this show talk a lot about how there was a year in my life where I learned 100 jazz standards in one year, which is a ton of jazz standards. And absolutely, that did have a lot of benefit for me. Like, yes, it jump-started my playing. I was in a unique position in my life where it was a possibility to practice that much. However, the downfall of that is I don't even know nearly as many of those 100 jazz standards as I used to, right? Because I didn't learn them very well. I was learning three new jazz standards a week, three new jazz standards a week. So something that a teacher later pointed out to me was like, that's really cool. You learned it all. The, you learned all those jazz standards, but did you learn them very deeply? And we had on the show, uh, my, my old mentor, Justin Nielsen, who uh, now with his students, what he has them do, he has them focus on their 10 standards, like they just 10 standards that they really focus in on, but actually he has the one standard that they designate for themselves where it's, I think he calls it their tune of greatness, right? Where it's just like everything I learn, I'm going to apply to this one jazz standard so that you just know one jazz standard super, super well. So for me, it's a great, great balance to learn one jazz standard a month, right? A month is a good amount of time to really dive deep, to give yourself plenty of time to learn the melody, learn the chords, work on some improvisational techniques, work on perhaps composing a solo, work on learning uh, some jazz language over top of that. Like it's plenty of time to do that before moving on to another one to learn a new set of lessons. So that's the overarching thing that I would do, right? Now, it's important, though, of course, when you don't have very much time to practice, and again, we're using the example of just 30 minutes at a time, an hour and a half a week, so three practice sessions, it's important that what you do is you batch your goals, right? So the goal is to learn a new jazz standard, right? So you're going to learn and memorize the melody and the chords, but obviously, we probably want to be able to accomplish a few other goals. Like if you're a bass player, you may want to learn a bass line or compose your own bass line that you feel really good about playing over top of that jazz standard. If you're pretty much everybody else, including bass players, you probably want to learn how to improvise over top of that jazz standard. There's a couple things that we do in the inner circle. So we do these mapping exercises, which is more the technical side of improvisation. We do chord tone maps, guide tone maps, scale maps. And actually more recently, we focus on approach tone maps to bridge that gap into improvisation. So those are all good things you can do. But of course, learning a jazz solo or learning part of a jazz solo, um, especially if you memorize it and especially if you do it by ear, that's going to help you learn the new jazz language to play over top of that actual solo. And then another thing we always encourage folks to do is to compose a solo, to actually plan a solo out uh, along with practicing improvising over the jazz standard, right? So if you don't have a lot of practice time, you probably can't do all of those things, right? So what would I suggest, right? What would I suggest? So first of all, you're going to learn the melody and you're going to learn the chords and you're going to memorize them. Okay. So that's the, the, the very basics, right? Learn the melody and learn the chords. And to be specific, learn the melody by ear. 
okay? That's the one thing that I always say, at least learn this by ear, learn the melody. If you're not learning anything else, learn the melody, okay? So that's the basics, but I would encourage you to include at least one other activity on your list to do in that month. So this could be, let's say, for example, learning one chorus of a solo from a jazz musician you like, or if you have an etude available to you, like we use in our Inner Circle membership, that's a great thing to do as well. And let's just say that you learn that by ear as well, right? That's that's what you do. Well, even with all those things, we have to figure out if we don't have a lot of practice time, that means every single practice session has to really count. So what we have to do is we have to work backwards from our goals. We know that we have one month to accomplish it, right? Learning the jazz standards. We know that that activity is very important, that you're really going to benefit by learning that jazz standard. You're going to improve no matter what. And we know that learning this solo is going to help us gain some musical knowledge, right? So we have all the stuff in place. It's just how do we actually break that down? We have to work backwards. So the way I like to do it is I like to think about batching. So for example, we could say that our goal in the first week is to learn the melody of the jazz standard, right? So you have an hour and a half to learn the melody. Okay, well, so first of all, you can be using my list process for learning jazz melodies by ear. I talk about that a lot in the show, but just to review, it's an acronym, stands for listen, internalize, sing, and transfer. Okay, so three of those steps, listen, internalize, and sing, you can actually do away from your instrument, right? It's more internalization that you're working on there. So let's just say that you're transferring your, onto your instrument. You're transferring that that entire week, right? So you may in the first session you learn you know the first 12 bars of the melody on your instrument in the second session you may review those first 12 bars and learn the second 12 bars right and then you'll finish off in the third practice session learning the rest of the melody and reviewing it perhaps being able to play it along with a recording right so week number one you've learned the melody of the jazz standard you can play the melody with the recording so that's how we go backwards from our goals okay let's say week number two is learning the chords right so it doesn't matter if you're a horn player or a piano player or a guitar player you're going to be utilizing those chords and memorizing what they are so this could be looking at roman numeral chord analysis to help you recognize the two five ones and the two five one to the four chord right things like this that may help you intellectually understand it right um, so if you're a piano or guitar player, this could mean just working out some voicings that you could play and breaking that again down into sections of the song. So the first 12 bars and the second 12 bars and the rest of those bars with your three practice sessions that you have, right? Or if you're a saxophone player or trumpet player, um, what you could also do is do a chord tone map, right? So spell out the chord changes, but connect them together using voice leading so that you're able to go through the entire tune and you can play the arpeggios, as it were, for all the chords, right? And memorizing it, just making sure that, you know, you can actually recall intellectually and maybe even by ear what those chords are. And you have three practice sessions to do it. So you work backwards from your goal. So now you're halfway through the month and you're able to play the melody and play the chords, right? That's that's the basics, right? That's like the foundational, we have to have that done. You technically know this jazz standard, right? Now, our third goal that we had in place was to learn 
at least one chorus of this jazz solo uh, by ear. Or if that's too complicated for you, that's okay too. You could learn a smaller portion of the jazz solo by ear, or you could read that notation of the solo if you can find a transcription and instead just make sure you memorize it right memorizing is at least the basics if you're not good at learning things by ear if you're memorizing it you're more likely to internalize that information right so again you do the same thing you break it down into smaller pieces right the first session you might learn the first 12 bars the second session you'll review and learn the next 12 bars and so on and so forth maybe you're lucky and you have an extra 30 minutes to practice that that week. So now you have four practice sessions, four 30-minute practice sessions. That's wonderful, right? Because now you can break it down even further, give yourself even more time and more space to learn this stuff, right? So now by the end of this month, you've learned the jazz standard by ear, the melody and the chords, maybe not by ear, but you've memorized the chords. And then you've learned and memorized this solo. Now, is that a really powerful month? Absolutely. So even if you don't have a lot of practice time, you can gain a lot of ground just by practicing this way, just by doing this, right? And that's encouraging. Now, at this point in the show, in the podcast, you may be going, you may be thinking of some objections to this, right? You may be thinking to yourself, well, Brent, learning one jazz standard and only doing the things that you mentioned to me in one month, am I really going to improve very fast? It sounds like this is going to be a real slow process. But then I just ask you to evaluate what you're doing right now. Like, how much are you truly improving right now? Are you improving by wasting your time jumping from YouTube video to YouTube video? Um, I'm not saying that YouTube videos are bad or even listening to this podcast is bad. You can come up with great ideas and learn a lot of things. That's why I do this show. But wouldn't you benefit so much more if you practiced like this and you worked on the most high-level important stuff, right? Learning jazz standards, learning the melodies by ear, learning solos, right? And there's other things I mentioned too, but these are some things that can really help. So evaluate, is what you're doing working now or would this work even better? I think you'd be surprised to find out that if you really dug deep into jazz standard in one month, you, how much you would improve. Some of my inner circle members who have been in our membership from the beginning and do learn a new jazz standard every single month, that's their big thing that they like to do. They really do improve, right? Because all these things compound. So if you were able to do this for yourself as well, it could be really, really, really huge. Okay. So that's what I would do. If I don't have a lot of practice time, I'd learn a new jazz standard, just one jazz standard in a month, but I would break it down like that to fit the amount of time I actually have to practice and add those activities in. So less is always more, I think is one of the big takeaways from the show today. And also not to be discouraged if you don't have a lot of time to practice, because you can still get a lot of results from practicing and working on things in the way that I've described, okay? So make it your goal today to evaluate how much time you really do have to practice. And by the way, not trying to fit more time into practice, like not looking at your schedule and going, how do I create more time? But rather just looking at the time you already have and mapping that out and then making learning one jazz standard a month a goal for you, but going backwards from there so that you can schedule out what you need to practice and at what time.
All right, that's all for today's show. Thanks for listening. Do appreciate it. And uh, hope that you found this helpful today. Hope that you found this uh, encouraging today as well. But most importantly, I hope that you take action on what you learned today so that you can actually start getting those results that you want in your jazz playing. Um, By the way, so in our Inner Circle membership, we have something, especially for new members, called our Inner Circle Power Plan. And essentially, our Inner Circle Power Plan does exactly what I just described, which is in 30 days, in one month, you learn a new jazz standard and you learn how to play the melody, you learn how to play the chords, you learn how to do some mapping, chord tone mapping exercises, and you learn part of a jazz solo in one month. So in other words, you're able to both learn and start improvising over a jazz song in just 30 days, all while only doing 30-minute practice sessions three times a week. So if you kind of just want a hand-holding through that, that could be a great option for you. So do check out the LJS Inner Circle membership, ljsinnercircle.com. We'd love to have you join us and we'd love to have you learn alongside us. We're going to be coming out with another quick win episode of the podcast this upcoming Friday. So make sure you subscribe and we'll see you back then. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.